The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the At Notebook Wagering podcast here via Twitter. I'm here tonight with uh, at JCam or at Notebook Wagering JCam at Smitty Bucks, and we have our good old boy Carl Johnson going to join us tonight. We're going to do a little bit of a NFL mock draft style. We got it all prepared prior to this, so we should be able to breeze through this. So before we start, let's do just do a little quick insert on how are you guys doing tonight? J Cam, start us off. I'm doing pretty good. I like this. This is one of my favorite things of the year is the draft. I, I used to get made fun of when I was younger about watching the draft the entire time because you do have 15 minutes of filler between picks. This gets really repetitive, but I love the strategy. I love the teams trying to fix things. Always wanted to be a GM, and uh, there's no better resource to see how these guys work than the NFL draft. Smitty, live from the war room, what do you got? Oh, I can't wait. Good evening, boys. It's great to have our one of our favorite guys on the show with Carl Johnson. A little jick-jack action tonight. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, this is one of my, we did this show last year, really good time. I love being a GM because I know I'm one of the smartest man in the room. So I'm going to try to irritate as many people with most of my picks. People will not like it, especially the Pittsburgh Steelers. I cannot wait to get the feedback with my Steeler pick. And I already put it out there. It will not be a quarterback. So, uh, so let's bring in Carl. He goes at by at Jick Jack Johnson on Twitter. Carl is the race and sportsbook manager down at the Beau Rivage, which is an MGM property. He is a sports junkie and a big Southern foodie. Good old boy. What's going on tonight? What's going on, guys? Good to be with you guys again, man. I, you know, this is the. I, I freely admit this is the first uh, mock draft I've ever participated in. I'm probably not going to be very good at it. But uh, it's fun, and uh, I like being I, I like being with you guys. Hey, it, we're not very good at it either. Just to let you know, I think out of the 32 picks last year, I had three right. <laughs> so th- this is one of the hardest things to do, and we're going to apologize a little bit to our listeners out of the gate. We did this prior to basically all the news leading up to today, so we pieced it together over the last two, three days. So we know there's new news about guys jump, jumping up the board, guys dropping down the board, injuries, all this. But this is ours, and we were we I threw the question out there. We're going to stick to it. We're going to go through pick by pick. There will be no trades. And then we're just going to give out who we think this team should take. Maybe that's who they're going to take. We're going to give you a little dissertation on why we think that. And then uh, we'd love feedback from people. So without further ado, let's start out our 2022 notebook wagering mock draft. J Cam and the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're on the clock. So I'll, I'll be Trent Falk here. So I heard uh, Daniel Jeremiah on part of my take this week, did a nice little breakdown for those guys at the draft real high level. And he hit a, said a great thing about the Jags. He is, you look at the last couple drafts, they need to just hit one down the middle of the fairway. You know, we've all been there on the golf course where we're spraying things and we just need to get that one shot to get us right. 
to me, I'm taking Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end of Michigan. I know there's a lot of talk now about Trevon Walker, but Hutchinson looks like the sure thing. You might question the fact whether, you know, he's a good enough rush. The bend they talk about, which is a big technical thing with a pass rusher. Plus, you know, he didn't look great in the Orange Bowl against Georgia. Georgia's got a bunch of NFL guys. But me, this is a surefire pick. This is a guy they need. They definitely need edge rushers. So I go with Aiden Hutchinson to start it off here. All right, first pick, Jacksonville Jaguars, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, I myself am on the clock, number two, the Detroit Lions. So in my opinion, Detroit's still total rebuild, but they have an arrow pointing up. I, I think, just like J. Cam said, they need to hit one down the middle, but I think more so this team needs a bona fide stud or a name to get in the building. And I know he's dropping down people's draft boards a little bit. They say he might have too much other things going on in his head, what he wants to do, what he wants to accomplish. But I'm going to pick Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. Uh, last year, the Lions' leading sacker was Charles Harris at seven and a half sacks, and they only forced 10 fumbles as a team. That's just not good enough. They need a defensive playmaker. Give me Kayvon Thibodeau, pick number two. We'll keep moving. We'll move right on. Pick number three, we go to Jick Jack with the Houston Texans. Carl, you're on the clock. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've – when I first seen the sheet, I, man, I got Houston Texans. How can you go wrong? I mean, you you could draft just about anybody here and include this football team. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of looked at, uh, at at what they had lost. And, uh, you know, I mean, you, look, they right now they got David Mills as a quarterback. Uh, you know, they, they typically have not spent a whole lot of money on quarterbacks, uh, uh, about 6% uh, since 2018. Uh, so I, I'm going to pick Malik Willis. He's, uh, he's one of those guys like a Drew Brees. He's uh, six foot, probably a little bit underneath that. Uh, you know, some of the uh, uh, things that he needs to work on, his downfall is uh, his feet work, uh, his footwork's not really good. Uh, and, you know, he just uh, uh, looks like he, uh, from what they say, he, he makes bad decisions on the run. Uh, but I just think that you got to start somewhere with the Texans. Uh, I mean, he's the type of quarterback that can help them, I think. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Malik Willis quarterback. Good stuff, Carl. All right, live from the Manassas, Virginia War Room, our own Todd Smith, GM for the New York Jets. Smitty, pick four, New York Jets on the clock. Yeah, you know, we have two, we have two picks coming up in this. So, I was eyeing up Pivoto. I thought he was going to fall, but Maddie jumped on him. I think that would have been a good pick for the Jets here. But the more I looked at this, we could have went, I think, like Jick Jack just said, there's a lot of things that can happen here. But again, we have two picks coming up. To me, looking at the division, you got Diggs at Buffalo. Now you got Hill that just came into Miami. Then you have New England that always throws a lot of different kind of gadgets at you. To me, you need a shutdown corner. When did the Jets have a shutdown corner? Well, Revis seems like a long time ago. But get somebody like him, good size, good speed, that you can put on these guys over the next, you know, you're going to play them two times each year over the next, you know, years. You need a shutdown corner. Now, to me, there's two good shutdown corners. But I'm going 
Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati to be our pick with the Jets. Man, a little sauce in New York City. Nothing wrong with that. All right, pick five goes back to myself. Another New York team, the New York Giants. This team to me is an absolute mess. We kind of based on who's doing the picks here by some bias. Like we get Carl Southern teams. I took a lot of NFC East, J cam. He's all over the board. Kind of Smitty. We gave the uh, Steelers to, of course, and some other teams he hates on. So we'll get to that earlier. So for the giants, <laughs> I actually think they're, they're soft. I think this is a soft team all around. They have no maulers up front on offense or defense. They got a lot of big names, Kenny Galladay. They have Barkley, Daniel Jones, but no no real beef in that lineup. So I'm going to give them a little beef. I'm going to take Akeem Ekwanu, the offensive lineman from NC State. Hopefully they can beef up that line, get Barkley running behind it, give Jones some time. It still, I still think this team is bottom of the barrel in the NFC East, but maybe this draft will help them out. And pick six, we're going to go back to Carl, another Southern squad here. we got the Carolina Panthers. Jick Jack, give us, give us some knowledge here. Yeah, so, I mean, look, you talk about some beef. I'm fixing to give you some beef right here. Uh, <laughs> this guy is 6'7", 337. Uh, you know, he's uh, the Carolina Panthers. He's uh, one of their three biggest needs was offensive linemen. Um, I, you know, I'm going to go with Evan Neal here, um, you know, and I, I know that he's maybe one of the players since we've done our draft that could possibly be uh, uh, having some trouble uh, physically. Uh, but, uh, you know, look, he, uh, this, this dude's got 34 inches of arms. I mean, that's almost three feet of arms. Uh, <laughs> you know, he was, uh, he was uh, his prospect grade was 6.76. He's projected as a year one starter. Uh, his next generation stats was a 95, which is in the elite class. Uh, so if he's healthy, uh, he's going to help these out. He's going to help these boys out a lot. So I'm going with Evan Neal, offensive lineman for the Carolina Panthers. Carl, I'll, I'll just, I just want to caveat off that. That's a great pick. And here's why I think why. Um, he was actually mentioned to go top pick overall for a while. I mean, if his medical is something that's going to downgrade him, I still think we'll go in the first round. He's going to be a steal, I think, for somebody. Great job. All right, pick seven uh, goes back to myself, and we're going to hit these soft New York Giants. Uh, all you New York, New York Giants fans can uh, hit me up if you want. I know my friend Jeff's going to be a little ticked off at me calling him soft. But we got a faller in our own draft. We, so he's a riser in the real-life draft, Trayvon Walker defensive end from georgia slipped down to us now he's probably going to go a little higher than this as they say in real life but i mean he's potentially top three pass rusher here in this draft he slipped in ours so i'll scoop him right up add a little defense to the new york giants pick seven trayvon walker pick eight smitty you got the atlanta falcons give us a little dirty bird knowledge here yeah, I think this could have went in a lot of directions here. I think, you know, this is a spot for a quarterback. Jack Jack jumped on the one that I think maybe could fall to this team in the real draft um, if he gets there. But here's the thing. It's kind of like, it reminds me of like the Steelers a little bit. They just brought in Marcus Mariota over. I think they, if I'm correct, I think they gave him a two-year deal too. Just kind of like a Mitch Trubisky kind of deal i could be wrong on that but i think j cam probably could correct me on that so oh, right. two-year deal okay so to me 
you got a guy, and this guy again was a top pick. It didn't happen. Came in for with the Raiders, played okay here and there. To me, let's get some more weapons for this guy. Why not? You drafted Pitts last year at tight end. Good stud came on late in the season. Now your top wide receiver had some uh, mental issues, stepped away for a little bit. And then what was the mental issues we found out? He loved the gamble. He got caught gambling. Why not? We all do. So he's out for Hurry a little bit. Teasers. So he loves, the, he contacted me about some teasers and I helped him. So <laughs> what happened here now is this. You could trade him if you really want to, because I don't know if he wants to still be there. So go get another wide receiver. I'm look. I think this man, this drafts deep with wide receivers. This is one of, I think is going to be fantastic Thursday night to see how many wide receivers can go, but give me, I'm going to go wide receiver out of Ohio state, Garrett Wilson. Why do I like this guy so much? Well, he played in the slot. He can play the outside big time playmaker. Give me weapons. Let's score some points in Atlanta. Let's get the fans back there. Let's have some excitement. Give me the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Dig it, man. That's good, solid pick. All right, let's roll on. Pick number nine, J-Cam back on the clock with the Seattle Seahawks 12th man. What do you got? Well, so I think Seattle's going to be interesting because this is a team that could be in the quarterback hunt. They haven't really come out to say they are, but if, if Malik Willis falls down to here, that could be a direction that they go. Um, you know, it's a team kind of rebuilding now. Once you deal your quarterback, you kind of – all the cards – they lost Bobby Wagner. They lost a couple other guys. They're kind of reshuffling this thing. Offensive line has been terrible for years, but they don't seem to put a high priority on it in the draft. Um, the dude, one thing they do put a high priority on is getting to the quarterback. They'd love to play the zone defense behind them. If you don't rush the quarterback, it just doesn't work. So here with two of the best or three of the best defensive ends off the board, I'm going to reach a little with Jermaine Johnson, guy out of Florida state. He had a fantastic senior year. Um, a lot of people seem to like him. Um, and he, he fits the scheme pretty well. So that, that is the direction I would go. Another guy you might look at be Kyle Hamilton, though. That's a little high here. I could also see him trading out of this pick for someone who wants one of the big wide receivers and actually just stockpiling picks. Like you said, they're in a rebuild situation. So this could be, we were at, we had a draft countdown guy on Shane Hallam and he warned us Seahawks are going to be the team that throws the monkey wrench into the, your mock drafts. Like since the Raiders don't have a pick this year, the Seahawks are the one where maybe the draft starts. Good stuff. Good insider info from our other podcast with Shane Hallam. All right, pick 10, coming back to Smitty, New York Jets, uh, in the honor of Fire Marshal or Fireman Ed. Who do you got it for pick 10, Smitty? Well, again, we went early in the draft with our shutdown corner. To me, you got a young quarterback, Zach Wilson, get some weapons. Now, they're in the news. It seems like they want Debo Samuel bad out of San Francisco. Could that happen? Maybe. They're one of the teams that's mentioned in it. It doesn't seem like he wants to go back to San Francisco. So I'm looking for another wide receiver here. Get some weapons, young quarterback. Let's get some guys. Let's score some points. They need to do this. Now, this guy's coming off a January 10th ACL injury. Probably if that did not happen, maybe the best wide receiver out there. Speed demon, guy can get open, can make plays. Jamison Williams, out of Alabama. Give me him for the Jets. Let's get some speed. Let's open it up. Let's score some points too. I want offense in New York. Good stuff. Jamison Williams, pick 10 out of Alabama. 
So pick 11 comes back to me and the Washington Redskins football team commanders on the clock. Uh, this is my squad. If I if this was real life, I'd actually be very agitated because Smitty just took the guy that I really wanted them to have. <laughs> I would love to see Jamison Williams on their team, especially because the Terry McLaurin news, he wants a new contract already. Does he even deserve a new contract already? They're just trying to get ahead of the game. But there's an easy solution here for me. I love the Derek Stingley Jr., but I'm going to go Kyle Hamilton. Uh, this team has not had a back-end threat since, rest in peace, Sean Taylor. He, he, This kid, I know he had a bad 40 time, but he could give them the juice they need. And with their good D-line and their good pass rushers, even though they had a so-so year last year, I think Chase Young will be better this coming year. I think Kyle Hamilton gives them the guy that can come up in the box, lay a thumping down, and just roam free out there and get after it. I think it's a great pick if they actually – if Hamilton slips, I've heard him rumored as high as going top five. I think that's a little reach, but give me Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. Pick 12, we go back to J-Cam, and one of his favorite betting teams, I believe, is the Minnesota Vikings. Do a little skull chant, clap it up. J-Cam, what do you got? Pick 12. They were good to me, especially late last year. So I have to give them credit there. Um, so upon your pick as the GM of the Vikings, I will be running up to the, uh, the the stage to make sure I get this one in and get Daryl Stingley Jr., who addresses a huge need for the Vikings at corner. Um, edge was a big issue for them too, but they kind of got Darius Smith to fill in opposite Daniel Hunter. Cornerbacks for that group are not good. Um, you have an offensive coach, so I can see them drafting defense here to kind of bulk that side of the football up. I think they could have a pretty good defense and it definitely let them down late in games last year. So let's go with who I think might be the best corner in this draft. I don't know. Sauce Garner's still pretty good, but Daryl Stingley Jr. All right. Pick 13. We go to from the Beau Rivage, Jick Jack Johnson, Houston Texans with their second pick. Carl, who you got? Yeah. So, I mean, this was an interesting spot. You know, when I first seen uh, the teams that I would be the general manager for, uh, you know, having the three and the 13th pick, uh, the, the two players that I, I wanted to get was uh, Malik Willis and uh, Charles Cross. Um, and, you know, I, uh, it's a prime example. You guys had hit on it earlier. There's The reason I picked uh, Malik Willis in the third slot is I don't think he would have got past Atlanta and Seattle, and he would not have been available in the 13th slot. Uh, I felt pretty confident Charles Cross would be. Uh, so I'm going to take uh, Charles Cross, uh, offensive lineman. This is a big kid, 6'5", 307. Uh, he runs a 4940. He's got a 26-inch vertical. Um, he, uh, he graded out on the prospect grade at 6.44. And on the uh, next generation stats, he was a 90, which is elite. Uh, so, he, you know, health, if he's healthy, He'll be a, a year one starter. So Charles Cross, offensive lineman. Good pick, Carl. I think with that 26-inch vert, he can he can jump over like uh, eight po' boy sandwiches or something. That's pretty good, man, for a big guy. <laughs> he can jump over me, my belly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pick 14. We go to the Baltimore Ravens. And for our listeners, Jake can specifically ask, to get the uh, AFC North opponents of the Steelers so he can potentially jinx them with these picks. So, 
So, hey, Jake, throw a little throw a little reverse jinx out there. Who you got for the Baltimore Ravens pick 14? So we will be taking a kicker in the first round of the draft. That hasn't been done now. Uh, so when I looked at this, this is one of those picks where you just see the fit just because the way that team goes about their business. First of all, as a Steelers fan, I have a lot of respect for the Ravens and the way they draft because they just get dudes in every round. They always find these guys. You've never heard of them. And then you see them play and you're like, where did he come from? They just seem to have an endless supply of edge guys and linebackers and safeties that you've never heard of that just play really well. Well, for this pick, this guy seems to fit Baltimore perfectly. I ripped on him on our podcast a little bit for having undersized inside linebackers. Well, they're going to fix this by drafting Jordan Davis, defensive lineman out of Georgia, the man mountain. Um, nobody's bigger than this dude. No one's going to fix that defensive front better than this guy. They're just going to put him in the middle of that defense and let him take up three blocks. And then, you know, their inside backers can run wherever they want to to make all the plays they can. He just seems like such a natural fit for Baltimore. It makes me sick. Um <laughs> it's definitely gonna improve their defense <laughs> and uh it terrifies me that we'll have to block this guy two times a year for foreseeable future yeah he's can a great I, can i just jump in as jason said it too being a you know a diehard Steeler fan can't stand baltimore but man they draft so well every year i mean it, jason said that a hundred percent just correct there they are one of the smartest you know I, you look at organizations in sports and like baseball, like the Braves draft well and they build like a team. Tampa's been doing it over the years, how they always are competitive. Man, Baltimore's just a team that just drafts well in football and they play the game right. They played in the trenches. They play the fullback. They pound the ball. They like to run. They got the fast quarterback. You know, I, I'm not high on him as a passer much, but they just play the game right, I think. I don't like them. I can't believe I'm saying that. And you can delete this as soon as maybe this episode will never get out, but they do it right. Jason said it correctly. That's a great pick for them. I mean, not shocking. There's two guys and I, I'll say it maybe after, if I remember, there's two guys in this draft, he's one. And then there's another one that I could see fall to them and it just fits their mold of their team. Yeah. After our, after we finish with the 32 picks, we're going to kind of round table about some stuff we liked, some stuff we didn't like, et cetera. And we'll get some more info out to you guys. Uh, pick 15 falls back to me, the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, uh, my family is all diehard Eagles fans. They're kind of torn. They don't know what to do with Jalen hurts. Is he going to stay? Are they going to go for a new QB? They have these two picks. Might they package these picks to move up or down for a QB? But we can't do that here. So I'm just going to keep the pick. And what I'm going to address is for three straight years, this team's going to pick a wide receiver. First one was Jalen Rager. He's going to actually go to the bust category. I hate to say it. Last year, I believe they hit a home run with Devonta Smith. So let's try it again. Let's go with a little bit of a bigger guy, maybe a little red zone threat. Give Hertz another weapon. I'm going to take Drake London, wide receiver from USC for the Philadelphia Eagles at pick 15. It's All right, that, and the Eagles have spent more draft capital on wide receivers than anyone since 2018. Yeah. And yeah. Um, they finally got it right last year, though. They did. Uh, Heisman winner, good guy. He just needs to add a little muscle, I think, and they'd, they'd have a home run with Devonta Smith. All right, Carl, this is for all your homies down there in the south. Uh, yeah. You got double picks coming up with the Saints. Don't stumble. Don't stub your toe here. Jick Jack Johnson, pick 16, New Orleans Saints. Who you got? Yeah, you know, uh, <clears throat> I actually think they are going to draft this player. Uh, 
You know, this, uh, this kid, six foot, 187 pound wide receiver. Uh, he fills one of their biggest needs. Uh, they, you know, they've got a, you know, Michael Thomas has been banged up. Uh, uh, Marquez uh, Callaway is a, a pretty good receiver. Traquan Smith, uh, you know, uh, Chris Olive, wide receiver, uh, runs a 4 3 9 40, uh, 32 inch vertical. Uh, he, his prospect grade was 6.43, and his uh, next generation stats was 84 to a good rating. Uh, you know, I, I, me personally, I, I happen to think uh, uh, this kid will play a lot. Uh, I think he'll make the team play a lot. Uh, uh, I, I think he's going to help them pretty good. So, uh, Chris Olive, wide receiver. All right. That was uh, Carl's pick. Hey, Jameis Winston, he should have a few new weapons down there, new coaching staff. Hopefully they get it right down there. Yep. All right, pick 17. This is one of the teams I'm super intrigued by because of the moves they made in the offseason, really beefing up. They're going to be in the hardest division in football, in my opinion, the AFC West. Jake Cam on the clock with the Los Angeles Chargers. So last year, Chargers took uh, Sean Slater at Northwestern, kind of a guard tackle guy, played him left tackle all year. He was great. Um, you know, they've clearly hit home runs with their last couple of picks. Herbert, the quarterback, is going to be there forever. Um, so I went offensive line here. I took a guy, though, a little bit different than I think that you've seen in some of the projections. I took Kenyon Green here out of Texas A&M, and I think it's because he's pretty similar to Rashawn Slater, where he's a guard tackle guy. And I think they have some pieces on the offensive line that they like. They just kind of want to get the best five-man unit. Brandon Staley's a pretty creative coach that way. Um, so I think they took a guy with more positional flexibility. You could easily see them going like Tyler Limbaum here or the big tackle out of uh, Northern Iowa, Fenning if they really like those guys, but I think they want that flexibility. They want to be able to kind of move those pieces around and take advantage of some of the guys that they've drafted the last couple of years. So Kenyon Green, protect Herbert, keep that offense going. I think they have enough pieces on defense that they should be able to compete in that West, which is going to be crazy. I love that pick. I also love that pick being a little selfish myself because I have a futures ticket on the Chargers for next year <laughs> to uh, win it all. Maybe they can keep Herbert upright. And we know they can score. Uh, they might have to outscore people, but that defense sure got upgraded in free agency. All right, pick 18 goes back to me, and I got the uh, second pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so I actually like the Eagles. I think they might sneak into the playoffs again this year. Uh, I hate to admit that, being a rival with Washington. But one of their needs, they might need to look a little to the future, is Jason Kelsey's probably on his last year. He's probably going to retire. He might even retire uh, come training camp. You never know. He's He's been around for a while. Let's grab his replacement. Let's grab Tyler Lindbaum, the center. Gives him a great O-line guy, great center. He can probably play guard for a year if they want to slide him in there. They like him to basically like Creed Humphrey, a big steal for the, the center spot. Give me Tyler Lindbaum, center for the Philadelphia Eagles, pick 18. All right, Carl. Go wide receiver. No, 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 not another wide receiver. I think they, I think they got enough for now. <laughs> I mean, I should to do your jinx, but I will not. <laughs> All right, Carl, let's head back down to the big easy. Uh, New Orleans Saints on the clock. Pick 19. Who you got for the Saints with their second pick? Yeah, so with their second pick, I was looking for a defensive back or a safety. Um, you know, they, they, uh, they need some help back there. Uh, this kid, uh, Kara Elam, he's 6'1", 191 pounds. Uh, they have him listed as a cornerback. 
you know, a 439 speed. Uh, prospect uh, rating was 6.38. And his uh, next-gen stats were at 82, which is okay. Um, I actually think they're going to make this kid a safety. Uh, you know, just in talking with a couple of friends of mine that, uh, you know, they, they uh, I think they're going to make him a safety. I might be dead wrong, but, uh, you know, he'll help them back there. Uh, I think it's a pretty solid pick for them, and that's what they needed. Good pick, Carl. And trust us, listeners, I'm going to do this in air quotes. Carl has friends, and these friends know stuff, so... <laughs> All right, and without further ado, let's do the do 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 do. Here we go, Smitty. You are up, and it's everybody in Pennsylvania, especially Western Pennsylvania, right now on the edge of their seats. Can we do one thing here? 2017, we lose a divisional game to 45-42 to Jacksonville Jaguars against Blake Bortles. Let me tell you something: the game was not even close. It was a blowout until we scored some garbage points now we don't go we don't even get in the playoffs until 2020 wild card cleveland another 48 37 game and we scored late in that game 2021 blowout in kansas city started good looked good not very good by the end now just remember everybody mike tomlin's never had a losing record Give me one of those party favorites. Oh, my goodness. Come on now. Don't check how to lose your record. Come on now, people. Now, we don't need a quarterback. I'm going to take maybe a minute here and go on a rant. We don't need a quarterback. This is my drafts Pittsburgh Steeler rant every year. We don't need a quarterback. Not yet. Because here's the thing. Same thing what I said about Atlanta. You bring a guy in. Now, it's Mitch Trubisky. But he had a great first year. It's not his fault. He had a bonehead as a head coach that really dumbed it down for him. You don't know. Athletic guy. They have added onto the O-line. I don't think we need to go get Kenny Pickett now. Please don't do that. Don't stretch and get Ritter out of Cincinnati or the kid out of Old Miss. I'm not. And I, I Sam Howe, I don't mind. I, there's, those guys, I don't mind if you get them later if you want to do that. We don't need that right now. You got some pieces. You added on to the offensive line. Now, just said some high scores. We could look in the secondary. I'd still like to see Joe Hayden back for one more year. What I'm going to do, and I cannot pass on this guy. Jason's giving me that. And eh, I don't know about that, Smitty. A little, little crazy. But this guy, I love this guy. I've been talking about this guy. I said offensive line all last year. I know they added on to the offensive line, but the game, I just said this a couple minutes ago with Baltimore, it's one in the trenches. Defensive line, offensive line, I love it. Let's keep adding. How can you pass on this guy? I know this won't happen because last year they wanted a running back and they got the running back. They want a quarterback. They're going to get a quarterback. Now, since you drafted that running back, which he's a good player, keep adding to that offense line for the years and years and years coming up. 6'7", 325 pounds out of Northern Iowa. Trevor Penning, give me him. He's nasty. He's tough. He fits the Pittsburgh mindset. Draft him, please, if he's there. I am done. <laughs> I know J-Cam's not done. Go ahead. No, to be fair, I mean, the guys they've added this offseason are not tackles. So, and it, both of their tack, their, their tackle group is probably the worst in the NFL. Uh, 
Carl should ask some of his friends. I'm sure they would confirm that. Uh, so it could definitely fix something there. Uh, I don't think they could take a corner here because they just don't draft corners very well. Uh, they don't like the waste draft capital because they just, as good as they are wide receivers, as bad as they are with defensive backs. So I, I, I like the pick because it definitely addresses a need. I don't know if it'll be where they go. I, I'm afraid we're going to be seeing a guy who throws a football at this selection just because the Steelers don't hide who they're going to take. And they've taken both what Willis and Ritter out to dinner. One of those guys is going to get in drafted at that, that position. I'm, I'm okay with it, but I agree with you though. I think they could, they could get another year out of Trubisky and kind of build up around whoever that quarterback is going to be and just have everything ready whenever and get that rookie contract. So Smitty. And, and the only thing I would have said too, is play it out, see what happens next year's quarterback class is supposed to be better. If you have a dumpster year, let's say this is not a good year. Trubisky doesn't play well. You have to go to Mason Rudolph and it doesn't play well. You have a higher pick. You have a better quarterback thing. And can people, can everybody stop saying we got to draft Kenny Pickett because he's a pick guy and we overlooked Dan Marino in 1984. That's one of the stupidest things I've heard in a long time. <laughs> hey, I'm going to, I'm going to just actually one up Kenny Pickett. I actually have bigger hands than Kenny Pickett. Me too. You're not drafting me. So Yeah. <laughs> All right, J-Cam, uh, let's go to one of the Steelers' most hated rivals, pick 21, another coach who doesn't have a losing record. Uh, New England Patriots on the clock, pick 21, you're up. And thanks again, Maddie, for giving me yet another team that has uh, given me nightmares over the years. Uh, first of all, Bill Belichick did have a losing season. I don't think uh, – first year of the Patriots, so therefore that's how Tomlin's better than him. Uh, that's from Smitty. <laughs> uh, so – New England, I think this is a pretty straightforward pick. I, they've lost Stephon Gilmore and J.C. Jackson the last two years. They need to address corner. They're kind of one of those teams, though, that's good everywhere but not great anywhere. So and I think that's kind of how they looked last year. I mean, you saw in the playoff game, they just didn't have another gear to go up and play against Buffalo. So, I, to me, those they're going to address their biggest need, though. They're going to go corner here. I like um, Trent McDuffie out of Washington. He's a man coverage kind of guy. New England loves man coverage cornerbacks. That's what Belichick, Belichick believes in. That seems like a pretty straightforward pick. I know that they had uh, another corner in who was a guy that they liked, but it had injury concerns about. Uh, I'm trying to find the guy right now. But oh, Andrew Booth at Clemson was a guy they really liked too, but I guess he didn't pass their medicals. So he'll probably fall a little bit because of that. But Trent McDuffie, if he's here, Good man coverage corner. New England loves those. Seems like pretty easy uh, fit there. All right. Pick 22. We go back to Jick Jack. Carl got the Green Bay Packers because he's such a foodie. I figured anything with cheese, he might be on board. So, <laughs> so Jick Jack, give us a little cheese head love. Green Bay Packers, pick 22. Who you got? Yeah. So I didn't know if you guys noticed that, but my little granddaughter was mugging in the chair. <laughs> Y'all. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, for Green Bay, I mean, you know, I think one of the things that they needed to do was uh, replace, uh, you know, Devontae Adams. They needed some some receivers, you know, they need wide receivers, uh, uh, Randall Cobb, Sam, Sammy Watkins. I mean, uh, you know, Sammy's getting a little bit up there, uh, you know, so what I did was I went after uh, I picked up Christian Watson. He's 6'4", 208, uh, wide receiver. Uh, he's got 4'3", 6'5", 38-and-a-half-inch uh, vertical. Um, you know, I don't know if he'll play right away, but, uh, 
you know, this is one of their biggest needs. Uh, and, you know, it may, may be a good spot for this young kid. I mean, he's got a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing the football to him. Uh, supposedly this kid's got outstanding hands, runs good routes. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, you know. Uh, but, yeah, Christian Watson, wide receiver. Good pick, Carl. So a lot of people listening might not even know who he is. He played for North Dakota State, so he's off the radar. But that's a big-time program now anymore, and they've turned out some good pros. So he is shooting up people's draft boards because of his speed, and he's big. So great pick, in my opinion. All right, Smitty, here's another squad that you uh, seem to have some love-hate with. So let's go with pick 23, the Arizona Cardinals, and Kyler Murray's favorite fan. Smitty, you're on the clock. Yeah, I, you know, you could go in a couple different. I, in another mock, I went with the kid out of Purdue. I can't think of his name right now. The, um, I think he David Bell. Oh, George Carlottis. Thank you. Uh, that's who I went in this one. But to me, now I know they got some wide receivers, but the coach likes to score points. I think this would be a good spot for a defensive guy too, but I was looking for a guy that's just still here that I think personally is just a stud. And I think he's going to be a star. Trey Burks out of Arkansas, big physical wide receiver, played the slot, can play the outside. You know, the coach loves to put the points on, like I said, and in my opinion, this quarterback cries and is not very good. So he needs as many weapons as he possibly can get. So please give him some more weapons. So maybe he can do something in the leg. So add another wide receiver to him and I'll go Trey Burks. All right. So that was pick 23, Trey Burks. Hey, you like that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, he, he says he's not getting any help, even though he's got A.J. Green and, uh, what you call it, uh, Rondell Moore and Ertz and everybody else. But so I think you addressed his need. That maybe this will make him uh, – he won't be so uh, so short with them. So yeah. pick, pick 24 <laughs> goes to Jick Jack, and it's for the Dallas Cowboys. Before you go, Carl, though, I would be – I'm going to pretend that you're Jerry Jones – and that you should be irate right now because supposedly Jerry Jones loves this Traylon Burks wide receiver just because he's from Arkansas. There's actually rumors that he's going to trade up to get him. So if I'm another team, I'm planting that in Jerry's head. Hey, I think I'm going to take Traylon Burks at number 19, et cetera, like that. So let's hear your uh, – give us a little Dallas Cowboys scoop, pick 24. Yeah, so I went a little different. Uh, you know, I uh... – uh, I thought they needed to replace Connor Williams, who they lost, who signed with the Dolphins. Um, you know, I uh, you know I don't know whether not, not this kid can can take that spot or not. At the worst, he'll be a, a good special teams uh, player. But uh, uh, he's six five. He's uh, three hundred twenty one pounds. Uh, Sean Ryan. Uh, you know, he had a he he graded out pretty good. Six point one four prospect and. He had a 74 next generation stat rating, which is good. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. But I, I think they need some help on the offensive line. And also, I'll be honest with you, <clears throat> you know, and I noticed that none of us, you know, they, they, they predict that there won't be a running back selected in the first round this year. Uh, we obviously, by our picks, we obviously all believe that. Uh, but uh, I, I'll be honest with you, when I first seen this, this pick and where I'd be picking, um, you know, we're getting to the point in time 
where we're going to have to replace, uh, uh, you know, the running back at, at, at Dallas. Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, I think old boys, uh, banged up every year. And, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, if they don't make a move and, and pick up a running back or two, uh, to maybe fill that void in the next year or so. Cause I think it's coming. Good stuff, Carl. We all know Jerry likes to make a splash, so you could be on to something. And even better, that's an even better segue to my pick, which is pick 25, and it's the Buffalo Bills. Now, I think this team, in my opinion, is playing with house money. I think they are loaded across the board, every position. This is a team where they can go best available. Who's, who's the best athlete that's there right now? Who's the best player that may have fallen down, et cetera? I love the Brees Hall kid from Iowa State. They could use a they could use a bell cow running back. They have uh, two guys up there who are just oh hum. The kid from Utah and Devin Singletary, the one guy's name slipping me right now. But they also could use a little bit of help on corner. Uh, they got exposed last year when Tre'Davious White was out. Ed Oliver was a high pick of theirs a few years ago. He's really good, but he's not a huge run stuffer. So a guy who was mentioned to go really early in the real live draft is Devonte Wyatt, but he had a couple red flags pop up. He seems to have little character issues, but I'm going to grab him here. I'm going to give him the Buffalo Bills. Devonte Wyatt gives him a knee, gives him some uh, D line depth, gives him that uh, big push in the middle for a little playoff run. So I uh, hopefully that hits need for the uh, Buffalo fans, Bills mafia, Devonte Wyatt uh, D lineman out of Georgia. There's some rumors, Matt. There's some uh, off the field issues with him. I mean, again, you've said it well. I have a guy coming up here, too, that it seems like he's red flagged here coming up. But that's one just uh, we'll have to keep an eye because, again, a really good football player, but had, um, I think, a situation. And now there might be another situation that's starting to come up that they're getting uh, some info on. So we'll have to see what happens. But a really good football player. Hey, yeah. by, by the way, guys, if I don't know if you noticed my tweet this week. But I've been playing as the Buffalo Bills on Madden 22, and I shut my son-in-law out 28 to nothing. This Buffalo defense is the real deal, baby. (laughs) Carl, you know what we need to do for you, though? We need to get you the old Nintendo console and get you playing. uh... Hell, I got one. I I, I got an old Nintendo. Oh, man. Super Tecmo Bowls would be your jam. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm all I'm all about Super Tecmo Bowl, baby. Oh yeah. Yep. All right, let's go to uh, Smitty with pick twenty six, Tennessee Titans. Uh, they're gonna get a brand new stadium here in a couple years. Good squad. Got uh got the big running back, Smitty. Who you got for the Titans at pick twenty six? Yeah, this is one that I just said. There's a couple guys. You know, we did this like Matt said a couple days ago. This is one that uh, Matt brought up to my attention today that might be flagged with a maybe a slight injury, but the guy, you know, again, if it's not a major injury, why wouldn't you take him? Six, six, three Oh three, good athlete, powerful guy, good pass blocker upsides. Really good. You got the star running back. Keep on to that offensive line, pound the football, pound the football, pound the football. Bernard, I'm going to call him. I heard a interview they called him rain man so i like it because that movie i'm gonna call him bernard rain man (laughs) let's call him that big guy if he's not flagged with an injury i'm taking him here let's add on to that offensive line game is one in the trenches hey rain man can bankrupt a casino smitty you know it love rain man (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
All right, with pick 27, we're going to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jay Cam drew these guys for his love of Tom Brady. Uh, big star-studded team, Jay Cam. Who you got down there going to Tampa at 27? So this can go a couple directions because they apparently, like, their defensive tackles still aren't signed. And, you know, their, their edge guys are getting kind of old. So I can see them going either that direction here. But the, guy, the position I really think they're going to address because they're – quarterback is 65 years old as good as he is um is guard because uh, both basically Ali Marpet retired and then Alex Kappa I believe signed with the Bengals so they've lost both of their starting guards from last year uh I think Zion Johnson's and that's a, a perfect fit right here with the way the board sit guy out of Boston College went to Davidson before that um this seems like a smart guy. Um, seems like he can fit. He's probably going to end up at one of those three positions on the inside of the offensive line. And there's even some speculation he can play right tackle if needed. Um, this seems like it shores it up. You can't have Tom with pressure in his face or the whole offense doesn't work. And like I said, they could go edge. They could go big defensive lineman. One of those guys drop and they want to take maybe a character risk. So let's go with uh, Zion Johnson out of Boston College here. I think that's a great pick. That's actually one of my favorite picks in this draft because he's fell down there. I think he's going to go a lot higher uh, from what I'm hearing, but great pick. All right, pick 28. We're going to go back to Jick Jack. Jack. Uh, let's go back to the land of brats and beer. Green Bay Packers back on the clock. Pick 28 with their second pick. Who you got, Carl? Yeah, so I'm going to grab me a tight end here. Uh, you know, they uh, Green Bay's got four <laughs> tight ends on the roster. Uh Tanyan, I think is how you say his last name. He's uh Correct. he's rehabbing from a torn ACL. Uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with six four two forty six, big Trey McBride, and you know from what I'm told, he could possibly be uh, probably the best tight end on that team. I don't know if they'll they'll work him in there year one, but uh, certainly a big target for uh, for our good old another good old timer quarterback. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think it's a good pick. Uh, Trey McBride, tight end, Green Bay Packers. Good pick, Carl. Uh, at least A-Rod will be happy with you. You got him two new weapons, Christian Watson and McBride, so that'll keep him a little happy because he's salty these days. Got to keep old boy happy. <laughs> Plus, there was rumors this morning that the Packers are interested in Darren Waller from the uh, Raiders, yeah. so it looks like tight ends definitely a direction they're looking to improve, so I think this is a good pick here. Yeah, that's something we can talk about after we finish up here. We can talk about these trade rumors, these wide receivers, everybody maybe switching spots. Who knows? All right, Smitty, you got back-to-back -back picks at 29 and 30 with the KC Chiefs. Give uh, Mr. Mahomes and his brother and fancy wife, give them, give them some love here. What do you got, buddy? I'm shocked I got this team after one of the shows when I said I would drive his brother and his wife to the woods and just leave them and see if they can find their way home. But I got Kansas City, so let's go for it here. So with Honey Badger being really not signed by anybody, now I don't know if they are still in contention to try to get him. I wanted the Steelers to get him, but that didn't happen. But – I'm going to go Lewis Seen, a safety out of Georgia here with my first um, pick for Kansas City. Very fast guy, ran a 4.37 40-yard dash. Uh, vertical jumps, very good. Uh, you know, gave overall really good interviews if you looked at some of the stuff for him. Very good, big-time hitter, good against the run, can cover the tight end. So if you lose Honey Badger, let's bring this guy in. Let's run him at safety here for Kansas City. 
I like this pick because uh, Sorensen can't be their best safety on the field, which is what the situation is right now. <laughs> uh, didn't they sign somebody in the offseason, though? A, a very good safety. Let me take a look. If they did, then let's cut him. They picked up Justin Reed from the Texans. So, yeah. Yes. Let's add on, Maddie. Let's hey, add no, on. No. I want depth. I want depth. I'm all for it, Smitty. I just think they signed another guy just to, I mean, like Jay Cam just said, Sorensen's not the, he's not the uh, best back there, right, anymore. All right, pick 30, Smitty. All right, so to me, you know, you lost Hill at wide receiver. And there's, again, I've said it earlier, I love the wide receivers. There's just studs all over the, the draft board here with the wide receivers. I love the guy, Jack Jack. I can't remember what team the kid had, uh, I think it's Watson. Uh, we brought him up with Shane last week. London's a stud. I mean, there's just, I to me, stud after stud after stud here. So I really like this guy. It's a little small, but very fast. You need a speed guy. I like the kid out of Penn State, Jahan Dotson. Uh, really liked him uh, watching Penn State this year. Again, I'm not the biggest Penn State fan. I'm a Michigan guy, but I really Beautiful. like this guy. Uh, fast guy. Um, they need speed, small, but he plays a little bigger. Uh, they brought in Juju from the Steelers, but again, I think you got to add on to that. They want weapons, like you said. Mahomes needs weapons. The enemy wants weapons. So let's add, let's add a guy that I think can really stretch out the field and can get them to score some points. So let's go with the kid uh, Dotson out of Penn State here. All right, that was pick twenty. That was pick twenty nine thirty. Thanks, Smitty. All right, pick 31. We have the Super Bowl runner-ups, the Cincinnati Bengals. J-Cam, you get another AFC North team to critique, curse, however you want to angle it. Uh, hit us up, 31. Who you got? So with the Bengals with 31, now I see this easily as a pick they could trade out of just to add some more picks just because the value is here. I could see someone coming in to take one of the quarterbacks that drops, like Kenny Pickett or Ritter, because you get that fifth-year option, and since he could just use the extra picks to kind of address some stuff. But we didn't do that in this draft. I do think they'll go defensive back. They kind of got away with Eli Apple. And I can't remember the other guy who got busted in the Super Bowl for celebrating on the field without a uniform on. <laughs> like They had some replacement-level corners and got away with them because the defensive coordinator did such a great job. And that front four got such a good job getting a rush. So I picked Roger McCreary here out of uh, Auburn. Now, I liked him because of his versatility. They played a, a variety of schemes, just like the Bengals do. I think it's a good fit Um because of that, I think if Trey McBride doesn't get taken by the Packers, I think he could fit here. I think that's what Shane Hallam had him uh, kind of predicted here. That makes a lot of sense because they lost Uzama to the Jets. So I'm going to go with Roger McCreary, the corner out of uh, Auburn. I'd have to say Carl has made the most sneaky picks here with some of these guys out of our he, – he seems to be the guy who might anger these other GMs from his picks. So I get to wrap, I get to wrap it up with the Detroit Lions. Uh, this is actually – a uh, hundred. I could actually just throw a coin up and, and pick a hundred times what's coming here, and, and I'm never going to get it right. Pick 32. We've only had one quarterback taken in our mock draft, and that was Malik Willis. So this team has Jared Goff, I believe, on their contract for one more year. So I think they might take a little shot here, bring in a kid, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati's been mentioned here a ton. But I'm going to go with a little more sure of a thing. Smitty, I'm going to take your guy from Pitt. Give the Lions Kenny Pickett. Give him a backup. I mean, he's got he's got a great arm. He's it's not a I mean, it's a good arm. It's not a great arm. He's a little older, which is one of the red flags 
we as a group have always thrown up. I mean, he's already 24. He's older than Joe Burrow and some of these other guys already. So, but I think it's a safe play. I got could actually see them trading back to and acquiring some more picks. Somebody wants to come up for that quarterback at pick 32, but I'll take Kenny Pickett out of pit for the Detroit Lions and the fighting Matt Campbells. Good pick. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the uh, at notebook wagering mock. But what we'll do is we'll fire off a little uh, round table here. What we like, what we don't. And uh, while these guys get a question prepped, I have one, uh, so I'll just go quick. So whoever had the Falcons was uh, Smitty pick eight. So I love your pick of Garrett Wilson. I'm a big fan. I actually think personally they might take Jamison Williams. And here's why. So they get Ridley back potentially next year. Uh, don't rush Jameson Williams back this year. They lose Mariota then. I think they. I think this actually might be the team to tank this year, to go way up for next year and then get their future quarterback in there. I still love your pick. I mean, it's a great pick if they're going to try to win. It's a tough division, though. I mean, you still have Tampa and New Orleans down there. But I, it, Atlanta is a team I'm going to look at to possibly go under their win total this coming year. I think they might be the tank squad for me. Yeah, I think the wide receiver spot's so, you know, intriguing here coming up on Thursday because London is the one that, I, you know, listening to some decent things over the weekend, a lot of people were coming in hard on him thinking he might be the top wide receiver off. And I can see that, you know, I know you're a Washington fan. If he's there, I think that'd be a great pick for them. I love your pick with Hamilton too. I'm a big fan of him. I know he didn't run great, but watching him, you know, you know, we talked about this. I think it was, I don't think it was when we were taping here about these guys that just have one great workout and like in shorts and a t-shirt. Well, listen, I, I'm not in great shape. Put like, give me some shorts and a t-shirt and let me run from fence to fence. Somebody might draft me. I don't know. Probably not. But here's the thing. I think people fall in love with some of these guys. I think J cam, I I think that it's really intriguing about this first pick because is Walker going to skyrocket up? It sounds like Hutchinson, but is this all just smoking like smoking mirrors, man? Is it just to cover up some things? But I think the wide receivers, I'm really intrigued about the wide receivers. I think Washington is in a good spot to grab one of these guys. And like you said, Matt, I think they got to add some weapons there in the DC area. Um, I think if you can add some weapons, the Redskins with their defense, I think it's a pretty good play too, maybe for the year to come on. What team was that? Oh, he said it. Oh, Commanders. Sorry, <laughs> Commanders. Well, my bad. My bad. It's so it's so weird to say Commanders. That's if all I, if I have uh, people with uh, torches outside my driveway later, I apologize. So, um, with that. So, uh, Commanders. Yeah, that's a horrible person. Living here. Hey, listen. Living here, there's a lot of people that still say that all the time. So, it's hard. Commanders, excuse me. Let's be, be included. Honest. Let's be correct. <laughs> Go ahead, Carl. What do you got? A little round table here. No, uh, uh, I, I, look, I texted Lombardi and I asked him a specific question about Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, and I asked him, you know, I mean, when you look at the top, you know, you got Detroit, Houston, the Jets, the Giants. Well, the Giants are okay at quarterback, but you got the Panthers. I mean, those teams need quarterbacks. And, you know, uh, look, uh, 
just my opinion, uh, uh, none of these quarterbacks in this draft this year are going to be better than what Baker Mayfield is right now, even as the you know even as he fights his weaknesses that he does have. But uh, you know, I asked Mike today. I said, uh, "Do you think any of these teams make a deal uh, and try to try to uh, uh, pick up Baker Mayfield?" And he just real quick he said, "No, I don't think so." So uh, you know, I just. Uh, I think there's going to be some fireworks before the draft starts tomorrow and also during the draft. Um, I think there's going to be some trades made uh, with some draft picks involved. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be interesting, you know. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, for us in the, in, in the industry trying to book this stuff is just it's such a difficult market to book. Uh, I mean, just because, you know, things can – you know, fall off at any given second, and you got people knowing about it, and and they, they you know they have friends, and they can go run bet it, and you know it's a it's a really really difficult market to book, and that's why we don't get too heavily involved in it. All right, Jake Kim, let's uh let's wind it down. What do you have for a little round table here? So I think it's a really interesting draft because it's not just the first round that has a bunch of teams that have multiple picks. Like these teams that are actually at the front of the first round, they all have like five to six picks in the first three rounds. Like they're, they're always going to be on the clock and it, it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of attack the draft that way. Um, one of those teams that isn't that way that's pretty high up is the Carolina Panthers. So I'm intrigued to see, they have to be the first team that trades out. I was shocked that they don't have a second and third round pick considering how kind of bad they have been. Like, how do you fix things if you don't have draft picks? So, to me, the logical thing, and then if Lombardi says it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen, but it would be them, for them to trade out of that six pick for someone to go take one of those offensive linemen like we have projected to drop down because those guys seem to be pretty legitimate, like, you know, everyday players, and then maybe use one of those picks that they've acquired to go trade for B Baker Mayfield because Cleveland's in the same situation, right? I don't think they have a pick till the third round. Um so, you know, kind of just redistributing all that draft capital. It would be hard for some of these teams to make all these picks. So I do think you're going to start seeing things go. And I think it really just takes that first team to make that first trade. You know, it's just like, you know, I, I hate to draw the comparison, but like in your fantasy league, right, you're sitting there and no one's really done anything all summer. And all of a sudden someone fires off a trade and then everybody's on the website looking around. You know, I don't think GMs are all that much different. You know, as soon as somebody kind of makes the first moves, everyone's going to be like, well, we need to make our move now too. And then you're going to see them kind of go, back and forth. The thing that's interesting is the teams that really need to address needs have multiple picks. I just don't see them moving up. So it's really going to be interesting if teams try to get in front of those teams to kind of get somebody they really like. You know, and if, if you guys stop and think about this for just a second, you know, to me, uh, in, in talking to some people, uh, Baker becomes more valuable um, at while the draft mm -hmm. is going on. Uh, he becomes more value. You, you got some of these teams that are going to get real antsy. They're going to get desperate, and uh, he just, he just becomes more valuable. And I think I think that's why I, I personally believe that he would he should go to Carolina. I mean, they they should have made a deal and picked Baker up a long time ago. And I think one of the reasons that they haven't uh, that Cleveland hadn't made a deal is because they want to wait until draft day uh, when it's more valuable to do. All right. And my Guns, last man. point, Matt, I said earlier, if Baltimore, you know, we were bragging up Baltimore, Jay Cam's pick with the big guy out of Georgia on the line, D-line, I think that 
is going to happen. Or the guy that I picked for the Pittsburgh Steelers with Penning on the offensive line, I think is another one just because he fits their style. And I, you know, and again, looking at mocks and looking at people's drafts, they have them there too. But again, it just fits their style. That's, those are the two guys that Jason, I think hit on it perfectly with him. And I would say, Penning's the other one that would uh, maybe go with Baltimore that I said that earlier. I just wanted to mention that. So, you know, and the thing is the whole thing with the quarterbacks, if Carolina drops back or doesn't pick one, then it gets past Atlanta. Then, you know, as a Steeler fan, it's happening. (laughs) I mean, it's going to be, Hey, listen, it's, I mean, you know, me, I, Listen, I wasn't happy last year with Harris, but I'm glad he's on the team because he's a really good running back, really good teammate, good hard nosed kid, uh, stays out of trouble, plays hard. Is a is just you know now add on to that, but this year, if that starts falling, oh my goodness, yeah. Hey Smitty, did, yeah. do you do you drink by any chance? Oh, I might be drinking heavily that night. No, I'm just <laughs> If you don't drink, you may want to be drinking that after draft. Oh, hey, Carl. And the whole thing, man, is I'll say this. Last year, again, I was outspoken about it. And it was good on Twitter because a lot of people kind of bashed me because I wanted offensive line. I can't remember which guy exactly I wanted on the offensive line. And it's the same thing. But Jason said it. The Steelers are very predictable because they will do – They'll, they say they wanted the running back last year. They did. So now this year, all you've heard is quarterback, 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 quarterback. So I, I'm very prepared that it's going to be a quarterback. And, you know, I, I personally, if I have to throw one out there right now, if you said, Smitty, you got to take a quarterback there. Who do you want? I do like Pickett. Pickett, I like to pit. As a pro, for a pro, I would think I would take the kid out of Liberty, Willis, just because maybe the upside a little bit. So if they take them, hey, I'm not losing sleep. That's for sure. So I hear you. So before we sign off, we'll give out our Twitter handles here. And I want to give Carl the floor real quick. Uh, so Carl's uh, Twitter handle is at Jick Jack Johnson. He does the one more podcast with some of his good old friends down there. He's the sports uh, and race book manager down at the Beau Ravage. We got at Smitty Bucks, at Notebook Wagering, J-Cam. You got myself, if you follow Matt. And then uh, we want to give Q a shout out. We're not sure where he is, but we hear a rumor that he's actually uh, on location working with Elon Musk and his new council. <laughs> so good luck on that endeavor. Uh, Carl, so give us a little update on what the Beau Ravage is doing for the draft. Anything else you've got going on? Yeah, so, you know, not, not much for the draft. I mean, obviously, you know, we're going to have our – our next big event uh, uh, will be the Kentucky Derby. Uh, we've been busy with the NBA playoffs. Uh, baseball starting to catch some steam now. Uh, yeah, and, you know, it's just, uh, you know, we're fixing to enter our slow time. Uh, but, you know, weekends are good. I would say, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, we, we stay pretty solid. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just that time of the year. Now, this, this draft coming along, it'll create some excitement for us and, you know, afterwards, uh, you know, probably our futures market will pick up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's just a, a, a normal off season, if you will, for us. And uh, everything's going good. Uh, I'm ready for the off time, too. I'm going to be taking uh, some time off here in just a little bit. Uh, probably head uh, to uh, Las Vegas for uh, 
seven or ten days, and then I'm going to go see a buddy of mine in uh, Oklahoma, uh, probably play some golf, drink a bunch of beer, and eat a bunch of hamburgers and stuff nice. like that. <laughs> great stuff. Thanks for coming on, Carl. Smitty, J. Kim, great work. Everybody give us a listen. We are the uh, At Notebook Wagering guys. We'll do this podcast every week. It's all free. Hit us up on Twitter, questions, likes, dislikes. Maybe you want to buy Smitty a Steelers jersey, Rocky Blyer or something. <laughs> oh, no. You got to get listen. Desmond Ritter. Oh, boy. Desmond Ritter. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bang your bookies and have a great night. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.